So I think we're going to pick up right as the as the ship you guys stole from the Frost Shepherds crunches into the shore. It's a fairly si- well-sized long ship, uh, but you have run it fully aground on the coast of the main island, and your ship sort of stopped being a ship, if I recall. It sort of became a small island covered in greenery and flowers and the smells of spring. You have all decided to forego visiting Azar's village. Viridian, the goddess you've rescued, is just a little too conspicuous and you're going to have to sneak through uh, the south village anyways. So better to only risk her being discovered once than twice. So your plan currently, as I understand it, and correct me if I'm wrong, is to cut through the forest of flowers as quickly as you can, reach the south village, find a ship somehow, cross the Lost Passage, and return Viridian to the Mount of Stars. What are you guys up to as the ship has finally stopped rocking after a week or so of travel? How are you all feeling? I think Roland feels a little shaken up. I mean, it, it was nice all the time they spent with Viridian and getting to know each other and relax, but I think the visit by Araquin has really um, put him on edge a little bit to think that this isn't going to be just as simple as we got to get to this destination. It, that's not where it ends, you know? True. You are being pursued by the Frost Shepherds very actively. Um, yeah. Tosh is just stressed, kind of, <laughs> because, like, learning new magic and learning how to keep people safe and, like, I don't know, always have been very nomadic and done what I needed to for, like, the, it, it, they've done what they needed to for them, but they've never had to really rely on people um so still learning those growth edges like trying to trust i mean has trusted curiel and roland but now there's like viridian and there's just a lot going on there are a lot of feelings (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i think curiel is just so determined at this point um you know, she was pretty shaken up by the whole Atosh talking to Azar situation and Otter God turning into a man, question mark. <laughs> um, and I think I think now, like her her plan to be like to prove herself over and over again, like keeps getting upset again and again and again. And I think she's to the point where she's just like like this is it. I've changed. I've grown. I've developed new relationships. Like, I am very determined to do this. And she's also, I think, excited to pass through Southrest. Or that's what's called, right? Southrest? No. No. Um, South Village. South Village. That's not bad. Um, yeah. She's always wanted to become a legionnaire, a member of that. And so I think. I think she's excited and she's, I don't know. I I think she's regained her energy a little bit. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and and Viridian, as she's sort of been stepping onto the beach, has kind of been. Well, you guys are. Pro- I'm imagining you guys are preparing, like packing supplies. Like we're gonna, we're gonna, we're going on a journey. We're crossing this very large island, going through the woods. Like we got, we got to take this seriously. She has been sort of like running up and down the beach, in a sense, uh, like up to the water and then back, like just enjoying these things. And everywhere she goes, the snow is melting, the ice is melting, like uh, beach grasses are growing. Um, and like seagulls and other small uh, beach animals are kind of like gathering in greater numbers. So yeah, what do you guys do? How do you guys get this journey sort of started? Um, I have a, a technical question, Dan. Mm-hmm. I guess not a technical question, but a geography question. Yes. Looking at the map, so from the North Island, where have we landed? Oh, uh, let me see. Onto uh, the main island. Yeah. Uh, and I, <clears throat> I'm looking at the map as well. Okay. So you see where Azar's village is, which is mm-hmm. roughly in the middle of this like very large bay on the northern half of the island. Yeah. Um, I would say probably you landed within the bay still. Okay. Just a fair bit east of that. Gotcha, gotcha. So it really is just this like straight shot down through the forest of flowers. Maybe you'd hit the Unity Grounds, which is these very big, fair, these big fairgrounds where once a year in the autumns, uh, everyone comes to meet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you hit the South Village. Okay. Well, I mean... I guess first things first, right? Like, how are we concealing Viridian? I think I want to cast an invisibility spell. Well, I'll throw this out there. In the Forest of Flowers, people don't live, really. Um, so you don't necessarily need to hide her until you reach south the, the South Village. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. So... Paint me the picture of you guys heading off, and then we'll t- we'll roll a perilous journey, probably. And by probably, I mean we will. Uh, well, the the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. <laughs> so I think uh, I think we come ashore. Roland um, packs up his his pack, uh, and he's he's like, "Well, let's uh, let's all. I guess I'll lead the way. I'll take first shift in the front." And he starts like strumming a little tune, you know, to try and like keep everyone's morale up. And I think they just enter into the forest. I, I know it's winter. So is the forest touched by winter? Yes, uh, it is. It is dead. Like, oh, creepy. Yeah. No leaves on the trees. The branches are bare and the uh, the floor is mostly hardened snow or um drifts the occasional like pile of dead leaves or brambles underfoot uh it's very quiet does that change as viridian walks through um i think she knows she things need to be a little stealthy she's doing her best but there are occasional patches of like little grass, like something will poke up through the snow, but she's not leaving like a strip of green grass behind her necessarily. I I also (laughs) imagine that 
she spent so much time on the ship, like such a in a concentrated spot that things mm-hmm. would bloom for a long time. But if she's just yeah. passing through over it, it doesn't have enough time to like fully blossom. No, not necessarily. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But I think we should roll. So it sounds like Roland is trailblazing. Yeah, I'll blaze that trail. <laughs> okay, and- okay. So do we just do Parentless Journey? Yeah, should be on your sheets. Uh, who's doing what, though? Uh, so you're doing Trailblazer, mm. Kiriel, and mm. Atosh, the uh, the quartermaster who's in charge of food, and the um, scout who's in charge of keeping an eye out for danger are both still up for grabs. Trailblazer is in charge of guiding. I think Kiriel would probably volunteer for scout just because, you know, she's prepared for a fight (laughs) if necessary. Fair. I'm I'm good with dealing with the food. Yeah, that's what we did last time, too, I think. Okay. I'm not a very good trailblazer based on this roll. Yep, we'll roll to five. (laughs) Oh, okay. All right, let's see the other two. Mark XP will. Yeah. Uh, well, throw a wisdom there, oh, there, Nat. Oops. Yep, that's my bad. Was that oh also? That was also a five. Okay. Oh my god. Uh, hey, the force of flowers is the big, scary, imposing thing. I, this is true. <laughs> so, take it lightly. We're no. Tired. Okay. Uh, Olivia, will you roll? Will you roll the uh, roll a wisdom? Hey, there's an eight. Well, well, at least we won't run out of food. No, I will read the move real quick for everybody. When you travel through hostile territory, choose one member of the party to act as a trailblazer, one to scout ahead, and one to be quartermaster. Each character with a job rolls plus wisdom. On a 10 plus, the quartermaster reduces the number of rations required by one. On a 10 plus, the trailblazer reduces the amount of time it takes to reach your destination. The GM will say by how much. And on a 10 plus, the scout will spot any trouble quick enough to let it you get the drop on it. On a 7 to 9, each rolls performs their job as expected. Normal number of rations are consumed. The journey takes about as long as expected, and no one gets the drop on you, but you don't get the drop on them either. However, however, uh, you managed on the food. <laughs> oh. But uh, on failures, a, a non-specific thing happens. A... The GM gets to make moves as hard as they want, and I have been handed two. So. Hmm. So. We'll get to those. But first things first. It is honestly kind of a quiet journey. This is a journey that will take about a week. The first couple days are very quiet. Not a lot of animals. Not a lot going on. But this forest is famous, uh, not only because it takes up most of the main island, uh, but because in the past, when there were springs, the forest would bloom. It's called the Forest of Flowers because nearly every tree in the forest is a flowering tree. So lots of fruit trees, wisteria trees, the like. And so in the springtime, the forest erupts in a myriad of bright colors. And it's also the birthplace, in a sense, of Azar and Asinia. 
lots and lots of stories take place here. And it is a place where it's basically the only place left on the main island where occasionally beasts prowl. Not many, not powerful ones, but a few. And as you go, a few things start happening. Uh, there start being more and more birds. Uh, and then you see the occasional insect, like a buzzing insect, you know, like a bee or, or a butterfly. When you're near the rivers, the occasional dragonfly, perhaps. And small wild animals do not seem to be afraid of the, the four of you. Like, they should be afraid, but they are not, you know. Uh, foxes, raccoons, mice, um, those sorts of things. They all kind of come up and enjoy interacting with you all uh, without much fear. And then they'll just sort of scamper away. And so this goes on and on. And on maybe like the third night, uh, I think Atosh is keeping watch. And Viridian is is staring up at the stars through the, not dead, but the sort of sleeping branches of the forest. And she looks over at you, Atosh, and she says, So, do you know what I'm supposed to do when I get there? To the Mount of Stars, I mean. I... I don't. And at first I was worried about it, but I do think that Azar is probably pretty smart. And I, I think it'll be okay. Kind of like grabs her hand, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and like kind of anxious way but also like I think I think it'll be okay but I don't know what you'll have to do Viridian puts Atosh's palm to her lips and then asks will you help me I'll do whatever I can to help you absolutely She smiles at that. Atosh smiles back. She kind of looks back up at the stars. This place feels very familiar. Yeah, what what kind of familiar? Like like you've been here before? No. No, more like do you ever see something and think a piece of me is in that or, or, or it's like me? Absolutely. Every tree feels like that. Hmm. Like the part of you that you might remember? No. Hmm. More like a part of this and she like scoops up a little piece of earth into her palm and makes a small little daisy bloom well that's beautiful it feels like 
the thing that does this is everywhere, just a little bit. Does it make you feel more comfortable? No. Mm. It should have never been like that. It feels like it was held there for a long, long time. The winter feels like that, too. Like stuck? Yes. It feels like whatever it is that lets me grow these things was stuck in this forest for a long time mm. and there's little bits left over that feels sad I think it is sad seasons aren't supposed to be permanent right no I don't think so well I'm I'm hoping that will fix this whole winter for everything because you you bring hope you're here I hope so that would be nice I think me too mm. I think you're nice I think you're very nice <laughs> yay <laughs> Yeah, you're nice, I'm nice, we're all nice. Kiriel, can you help me? I can't read this map. <laughs> Roland. <laughs> Atosh just blushes. <laughs> Wait, are we like, like you're keeping watch, right, Atosh? Yeah. I, I firmly oh. believe that Roland is up late desperately trying to figure out these fucking maps. <laughs> I think like Kiriel's like probably over there like trying to sleep. <laughs> she's like she's like, Roland, look, can't you I, wait until morning? Look, I, I grew up in the South Village. That's where Roland grew up. And he was in basically a Boy Scout, Girl Scout equivalent called the Little Legionnaires Club. <laughs> and uh, he was taught cartography and how to read maps, but that was almost 40 years ago. So he thought he could do it, and now he's realizing he can't. <laughs> fair. Super fair. Ariel, you sound upset. Was that Viridian saying that, or Dane saying that? <laughs> That's Viridian. Okay. <clears throat> um... I mean, it was a long day. I'm trying to sleep. Um, and uh, this guy's still trying to work. Um, so, Viridian you know. sort of like moves over to Kiriel's side and then like leans over her, like puts her like hands uh, like to either side of um, Kiriel's like head and like is like propping herself up over uh Kiriel, who's lying down, and she says, How can I make you feel better? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> huh? Um, uh, uh, what? What do you mean? <laughs> How can I make you feel better? Oh, He's not going I... to stop. He's so frustrated. Look at him. 
And dude, Roland has come so far. He used to care mostly about the lunch breaks. Let's just be honest. Like he is really into this, you know. You know, you know what I've realized? I've realized that whereas when when we were at uh the West Village, um you guys were able to go in and talk to the winner ranks. I haven't checked in with my supervisor yet. As far <laughs> as far as they know, I went out and I just never came back. <laughs> Oh, that's true. That's totally true. That's amazing. That's ridiculous. I've been on one, this has all been one long lunch break for me. (laughs) Infinite lunch break. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we'll call this episode. Infinite lunch break. Love it. Viridian, it's Mm -hmm. it's okay. I should, I'll just, (laughs) I'll just help him. I'm just being lazy. I appreciate it. Okay. And she like moves off and goes and sits back next to Atosh. <laughs> Kiriel like sits up, her hair is like all messed up, and she like leans over the map. <laughs> yeah. So next day comes and Roland, you you just still can't figure it out. Yeah. I tried to turn it into a song called Frolicking Through the Forest of Flowers, in parentheses with my friends. <laughs> but uh it's still i still couldn't keep all the information in my head yeah yeah another day goes by and another and another and then it's been a week and eventually you know you're going in circles and i don't know if this is concerning or not But spring is slowly arriving in the forest of flowers. Mm. And not in like a Viridian is is causing little bits and pieces, but in a every tree Mm. and plant is showing signs of spring. Even before you get to those places. Hey, Viridian, this, all this, that's not you, right? She kind of gives a face of like, ah, um, (laughs) and she says, well, I was talking to Atosh about this. There are all these little pieces in the forest. And they keep waking up and start working on their own. So yes and no. (laughs) She has the face of like, don't be mad. (laughs) (laughs) Cool, 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 cool. Um, Curio. Hmm? Uh, Cool. Curio, are you are you cool? Talk to us. Well, maybe we should maybe we should find out if it's cool. Um, let me just let me take a look around. Um, can I disturb realities? Sure. Okay. Hey, that's a ten. <sighs> Get three questions from the list. Okay. Um. Mm, the list 
Okay. Do you want to read that list out for the uh, for the audience? Yeah. Okay. So the list is what happened here recently, what is about to happen, what should I be on the lookout for, what here is useful or valuable to me, who's really in control here, and what here is not what it appears to be. Mm. Um, so who's really in control here? Um, okay, what situation are you talking about? That's that's a that's a good question. Um, talking specifically about the the fact that the forest is going full springtime. Yes. Nobody is really in control. Viridian is not practiced enough to have really started this consciously or being able or would be able to stop it. But no one specifically is causing it. She is definitely causing it. But she's oh. not cause, causing it in a controlled way, hmm. if that makes sense. I see. Yes. Oh, no. Okay. The longer you are here, the faster this will happen. Okay. Um, that in mind, what is about to happen in, ter- in terms of the consequences of this forest? <laughs> in two to three days, this forest will be in full bloom all of it across the entire island and what is about to happen to us <laughs> uh, oh, you're extension asking of the... that question oh um i don't know i don't know like i i um <laughs> if you're asking about this whole spring situation nothing else i mean there'll be a lot of fruit around there'll be like you know well actually no no fruit yet because it's springtime um the it will be beautiful it will be warm everywhere uh, the snow will go away. Um, okay. Yeah. So that, that nice little utopia in mind, what here is not what it appears to be. In the long run, this is probably a really good thing. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, everybody on the island is going to freak the fuck out. Um, but, but, you know the story of Azar and Asinia and uh, Ledka. Ledka trapped some of Spring's energy in the Forest of Flowers for, like, centuries. There is still some residual there, and Viridian is taking it with her. It's just also sort of activating the spring everywhere. Oh. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So it's not necessarily none. None of this is necessarily a bad thing. No, this is probably the natural order of things. This is probably good. Uh, The bad part of it is just that, like, every village can see the forest of flowers in the distance. Oh yeah. Okay. (laughs) On this island, right? Some of them are built almost into the forest of flowers, like Azar's village. They're going to notice something's happening. Everybody on the island is going to be like trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. Because okay. to be fair, it's not bringing back spring everywhere. It's just in the forest. 
All right. So like the coasts will still be winter, but the moment you walk into the forest, you're like, oh, wow, it's like 60 and balmy. This is great. You know, but if you go back to the coast, it's like, why is it 20 degrees and awful? You know, like, mm. yeah. <sighs> okay. So good news and bad news. Um, good news this appears to be the natural order of things. Spring is coming back. Yay. It's nice out here. It's lovely. The flowers look beautiful. Bad news. I think it's only happening where we are and it's going to make us very visible. And we're probably about to get stormed by other people coming in here, trying to figure out what's going on. So, um, <clears throat> Atosh, you got you got any uh you got any handy little spell that can um disguise a whole season or uh... <laughs> I think um I have a spell book with me and I just kind of kneel down on the ground and I'm like mmm and I'm flipping through I'm like aha visibility I'm like invisibility Curiel this might be the thing. Hmm. Well, can can you make objects invisible? I might be able to make Viridian invisible. That sounds fun. <laughs> oh, she's she's so nice. I don't want to mess it up, but she's so nice. Uh, and uh, yeah, that might be an option, Curiel. What do you think? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, at the very least, even if they see the flowers, then they won't be able to see her if they, um, you know, come to see what's going on. So that's at least harm reduction, I think. Roland, you got anything? No, that that sounds about right. When you say you don't want to mess it up, Atosh, do you mean you don't want to mess the spell up or you don't want to mess up what you have going with Viridian? Pretty much everything. Okay. It's yeah, Atosh, both, what do we both have of going? things. Uh, <laughs> what do we have going, Viridian? That is a good question. What? Uh, <laughs> I don't know if now is the time to have uh, this this conversation. What? I'm confused. Um, oh, don't be confused. I mean, I don't want you to be confused. I mean, I can't tell you what to do. Uh, <laughs> just like nervously is like. Shrugs. Um, I I like you, Viridian, and I. It's not a secret. I mean, Curiel and Roland know, so I can just tell you that here. I guess. I mean, we're here. I like you too. I like all of you. <laughs> Yay! <Hooray>. I think. <laughs> Do I feel special to you? I mean, I'm glad you like everyone. I'm just curious as to like. How much like Viridian gets very close and says, "You are very special." <laughs> Josh is just red, does not know what to do. Uh, yay! So that does that clear things up. I'm special to you. You're really special. You're very special to me. I'm very special to you. I still don't understand what we have going like um like how sometimes roland has a soup pot going uh you know what i think i can answer that we have to get going so let's put our bags on and let's uh 
head out of the trail. <laughs> Come right. on, Roland. <laughs> yeah, so, Roland's stressed. <laughs> so luckily, a few days pass. And Roland, you finally, finally have a handle on where you are. And luckily, you've been vaguely going in the right direction. Lots of loopbacks, lots of, like, turned around, but you've been mostly going south. Well, it's because I wrote a sequel to Frolicking Through the Forest with my friends, which is Mm -hmm. plotting a path with my pals. (laughs) That's very good. That's very good. Um, You're about a day out, and it's been a couple days, and the whole fucking forest is just bright pinks and purples and reds and oranges just everywhere and it is so beautiful like every time the wind blows like petals fall from the trees and like it is so gorgeous and it's during one of those little like petal storms that happen for just like the briefest second uh that curiel you feel someone touch the back of your head where your spine meets your skull. And I need you to defy danger with, uh, I think, mental fortitude, wisdom. Oh, shit. Okay. Because you also failed. So here's the consequence for that. I really did. Um, yeah, I feel like she feels like weirdly like at home here and she's very distracted by all of the beauty. And like, because this is like, where her ancestor comes from so i feel like she's just kind of enjoying it and off in her own world and not paying attention but Uh i did roll a 13 so that's very very good um (laughs) you feel someone try and take control of your mind Mm. hey guys well small thing well hang on (laughs) Someone literally touched you. You can just turn around. Like, oh, I thought it was more of like a metaphor. No, that was not mind. a metaphorical okay, touch. That, that was, was a very no, just real a touch. bad touch. Okay. Um, um, yeah, so she like whips around, like holds up her fists real fast, just fighting stance immediately. Yeah, so you see a woman in her early 40s dark hair white skin brown eyes eyes which are boring into you with just hate just all of the hate and she just looks furious that whatever she did just didn't work okay yeah i attack her yeah you know who this is she was screaming at you guys as you were fleeing this is obra interestingly she is alone and there's like a wildness to her like a like dark circles under her eyes has not slept she's just been Um, stalking us through the wilderness also there's a mark on her finger where like a wedding band should be and there's no ring right now it would be very clear if like someone could see this woman that this woman is having a mental break Mm. on on top of being you know a cult leader so yeah uh yeah so you were doing a hack and slash i believe i am yeah carriel didn't process any of that she's just hitting this woman and that's a 14 that is a 14 i'm assuming this is a gauntlet situation this is a yes 
Fair enough. Five damage. Oh, that is not enough. So you've seen this spell before, but a barrier appears. And the thought crosses your mind. Wonder who taught Bella those spells. And it just like slams into it and just does not even crack. Yikes. Roland, uh, Atosh, what are you guys doing? I think Roland's at the head of the party, if we're, like, walking single file. And maybe mm-hmm. Kiriel was, like, bringing up the rear, you know, specifically yeah. for something like this. If something were to, like, sneak up, she's probably the one who can whip around and, like, deal some damage. Yeah. Um. So I think he pulls around and then just, like, loot from over the shoulder, whips it around, um and like just strums a chord real quick. And I want to try and do arcane art uh, to lend a little support to Atosh and Kyrie. Okay. 12. Nice. Very Um, nice. And I also have uh, my Eldritch tones move, Mm -hmm. which allows me to pick two of the effects. Okay. um, To give. So I think I'll just do, um, I think I'll give a plus D four to Kyrie and then a plus D4 to Atosh. Can I do that? Okay. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So whatever their next attacks are. I think I just strum it real fast and this sort of like energy kind of weaves around the the party members, you know. Mm-hmm. Almost like protective sort of thing. I love it. Um, Atosh, uh, Viridian immediately jumps behind you and like things start wilting all around you guys. Mm. Um, what do you do? Uh, well, at this point, I, I feel, can I dispel magic? I mean, I could all, yeah. Well, do you want to, do you want to dispel her barrier magic? Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Okay. Roll cast dispel then. Nice. There's an 11. Okay. So, uh, describe what tearing someone else's spell apart looks like yeah that's pretty intense um well it's definitely having to do with my wizard staff that i have Mm. uh, just somehow encountered and own now um and i kind of hold it over my head just out both of my arms out and um i'm just like magic be gone and i i like snap twice and then sparks kind of like kind of uh platinum rainbowy sparks sort of fly in her direction um Um, so hers is like a it's like a clear barrier like it's translucent and transparent but there's like a it's like looking through glass basically uh when each of your sparks hit it starts burning away like paper curiel uh there's a moment her spell is down. Yeah, that's cool. I am going to see that moment and hack and slash. Okay. Sounds like a great plan. That's an 11. That is an 11. So I'm going to roll my damage and then I get a plus 1d4 from Roland, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay, that's eight. And then one. one. So nine damage total. Do you want to open yourself up to a return blow to get that plus one d six, or would you like to use one of your um, your moves, your heritage moves? I don't want to use the heritage moves yet, but I will open myself up 
to an attack. All right. Roll an additional 1d6 damage. Two. Two. Okay, so that's 11 damage total. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Describe clawing at this woman with a flame claw. Because you get right up in in her business and it is not good. It is not pretty. There is nothing going on there that is working in your favor. <laughs> or her favor, I suppose. Yeah. So I think that Curiel um, feels like the power come from Roland and then sees the opportunity that Atosh has provided her and just like lunges like this is very much like the way that she was brought up to fight and the way that she learned to fight was very very elegant and graceful and this is very very beast-like um i think she lunges and like claws across her chest um Mm -hmm. and then claws again like from the other shoulder like down across her chest so there's like an x and she's like bleeding out from her chest cool uh as you do that she touches uh kiriel's forehead um with two fingers let me see how much damage that is nope not 2d13 not 2d13 okay please no okay that would be 12 damage um that ignores armor did we start at full yes yes you have had like a week of of rest and relaxation great uh, so yeah, there is just like a burning, screaming sensation in your mind, Kiriel, and I will need you to make a um, defy danger with intelligence this time. Okay. Um, also, you said sorry, twelve damage. Yes. Okay. Um, with intelligence, that's not good. No. Oh. Wow. Wait. Wow. Hold Wait. On. How did that happen? That doesn't make yeah. sense. Because I have a minus one, so I can't get 12. No, you cannot. Um, That's weird. Did you roll a defy danger? Yeah, because you oh. can defy danger and see if it's plus. Oh, you have it locked on constitution. Oh. <laughs> yep, okay. Okay, let's try that again. Let's give that another, let's give that another go. That's a five. Oh, All right, okay. roll, roll. Uh, uh, yep, mark XP. Mm-hmm. Um, so what the uh, Kiriel burns and claws this woman, and as she does, uh, there's this like horrible like black mist that emanates around her skull and then twists into like an iron crown that sort of like bores into her skull a little bit. Kirill, would you please make a hack and slash on a Tosh for me? <gasps> no. no! No, Dane, no I won't. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, why? <laughs> fuck. My god. That's a 12. Would you also do me a favor and um, open yourself up to a return blow? Should you wish to give it a Tosh, you may just do a free magic missile on Kiriel, but that's up to you. Um, uh, I don't like this, but okay. You don't have to. You absolutely don't have to. What would Atosh uh, do? Uh, Atosh is confused. Um, uh, no. Atosh doesn't want to hurt their friends. 
I think they're friends. Okay, no, we're good. Cool. Uh, Kirio, uh, will you roll uh, your damage plus 1d6, please? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you're kidding me. Oh, I'm gonna die. <laughs> Why is this happening, Dane? That's uh, nine damage to a Before Atosh. armor, before armor, so that's only seven damage to Atosh. They're at nine out of 16. Is Kiriel, sorry, is so she's attacking Atosh. Is she conscious of this? Does she know what she's doing and she just can't stop? Yes. Uh, you are, you cannot control your limbs. You are an observer as your body Ooh. acts <sighs> differently. Ooh. Okay. Um, okay. Then she's just. I should have definitely. Oh God. Okay. Do we see like a no, visible like change in Kyria? Like, do her eyes change or anything like that? Uh, there's a iron crown on her head that okay. she did not have a second before. I, I think Kyria's just screaming like, "Run! Just, just run!" You do I not can't... have that. You do not have that control. God damn it! Okay, mm. then that's what she's screaming in her head. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, Roland, what are you doing? Okay, you know what? Enough of this. Uh, I'm gonna do uh, arcane art again. Okay. Oh my no! God. <laughs> I really needed that. That's this a six. Work. That was a six. I'm gonna mark mark XP. XP. I'm gonna mark XP. That's okay. That's okay. Tell me, I... tell me what what was supposed to happen and what you were trying to do, and I will then. Uh, Okay, so I eliminate how things go wrong. I was trying to do arcane art and choose two effects. One of which would be you choose an ally in the effect below. Their mind is shaken clear of one enchantment, and then also uh, heal one d eight damage. So I was going to try and cleanse clear Curiel's mind, and then also give her a little health on top of it. But I think uh, Roland was so shocked at the image of Curiel just whipping around and basically just like. backhanding a tosh that um his like hand sort of fumble over the loo after he was like playing a pretty steady beat and i think mm-hmm. um his hands kind of slip because he's so taken aback by it yeah yeah so um as that happens obra seeing your magic twists her hand and like makes a claw and it comes to her and then she flings it back at you roland uh, and you feel this wave of exhaustion, confusion, just everything is aching and tired. It's a blur. It hurts. Take every debility for the oh time being. Oh my gosh. She just cursed you. Like, whoa. Yeah. Hey, Atosh, what's going on with you? Uh... I'll also put this out there that um, Viridian has hidden behind a nearby tree not well just has done so i mean i think i need to magic i i definitely want to get this magic out of curiel that's this dark magic but i might need to take care of oprah first i'm hurt (laughs) um Mm -hmm. but i we do have uh health potions as well as a last resort we have Four, I think. That's true. Um, I think I I could try to dispel her magic again. Uh, but does yeah, that? I mean, you could I, try and do what what I. You could yeah. try and do what I was trying to do, maybe, and clear Curiel's mind. 
Yeah. That would be... That would be Dispel Magic, right? On Curio? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Then I roll that. And that's cast a spell or do I just... Cast a spell. Okay, cool. There's an 11. Okay, okay. Okay. Um, The spell is successfully cast and you... uh, What does getting rid of this crown look like? Uh, It's putting my staff on the top of it and Mm -hmm. um tap like top first and then tapping each shoulder and i have to move really quickly because curiel's confused and in very like defensive stance but i tap each shoulder three times um and then tap and finish finish tapping the shoulders and then tap the crown one more time really lightly and like be gone be clear and I think it just evaporates. The wounds it's left uh, remain. But uh, Kiriel, your mind is clear. Your body is yours again. Okay. Um, I think she just like looks at Atosh and like sees the wounds that she caused. And like just like looks at them in horror and like throws her body in front of Atosh to just shield them. Um and I don't even think she knows exactly what's going on right mm-hmm. now. Cause she, like, um, like she doesn't really know where this woman is. She like, just the instinct is to shield them. Okay. So I think. Sounds that like a defend. Also, it might be a defend. It, I guess it might depend on what she's doing because I, I could also see like. It's kind of her defending is essentially her hacking and slashing in front of Atosh to block her blows to Atosh. Are you asking what Ober is doing right now? Yeah. Um, She is sort of like, sort of stalking the edge of the situation at this point. Uh, And now that she no longer has her pawn, she's kind of like looking at the three of you and then occasionally a glance at Viridian. Okay. And Um... I think she just hisses at you, Kyrdiel. Hmm. You took everything. I I don't even think Cariel responds. I think she's just glaring, like still trying to get her bearings of like what's about to happen and what she needs to do. Like, does she need to defend? Does she need to charge this woman? Like, she's just in, like, sh- she's in battle mode right now. Um, It's not necessarily clear what's going to happen right now. So it's a it's it's just a call on what Kiriel does then I think. Okay. Um, I think. Can I? <laughs> Honestly, I feel like she would attack her again. Roll a hack and slash. Okay might regret that okay so we're gonna exchange blows all right you roll your damage okay 10 wait how did that happen i have a d8 but you have your you have your modifier you have your the gauntlet oh oh okay 
the gauntlet gives you it. no the gauntlet gives you that damage i promise okay all right that is you bring her to her knees but as you do she grabs your horn she is just pouring all of her pain at loss of bella into you just causing you this like psychic harm is that reflected mechanically or is that just kind of a narrative thing take 10 damage that ignores armor oh that's mechanic sure okay then i think that curiel like sinks to her knees so that they're both on their knees and she's like holding curiel's horn and they're facing each other and curiel's like screaming in pain yep uh, Roland, what Roland? What are you doing? You're you're <laughs> okay. cursed over in a corner, uh, <laughs> not a corner, but you know what? This is a trip, man. But you still gotta. The show must go on, even if you're not feeling too great. So, Roland is gonna just strike a power chord, and I'm gonna play Metal Hurlin, and I'm just gonna try and wail on this lady. Fair. <laughs> um. Would Atosh, would you be interested in aiding me or something Absol- like that? Maybe? Ab- absolutely, yeah. That yeah. could counteract some effect. Alright, roll an aid first, Atosh. Oh, no. That is a six. Mark XP. Okay. So I just don't get the aid for that, and then there's a consequence? Uh, there's Yeah, you're not going to get the aid, and there there is going to be a consequence. How are you going to help Atosh? What was your plan? How are you going to help Roland with their magic? Uh, maybe just help, like, direct it? Like, um, kind of... I... Yeah, just kind of maybe put my hands out and try to make sure it's going to the right place because Curiel is very close to this um, lady, oh and so I'm trying to make sure it doesn't hit Curiel. Even though, like, she's being affected, you know, I'm trying to not. Um, so helping Roland send it to the correct place, I guess, would be my but aid. you failed. <laughs> oh, yep. my God. And yeah. I have four hit points. Oh, yep. no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the worst. <laughs> mm. Um... Well, I mean, if I succeed my roll, right, then... Yeah, let's... I, I'm gonna hold this move. Yeah. I if, need to see how Roland does. If I, I, succeed I need I need the my... second. I need the second half of this to know what happens. Okay. Rolling with a uh, minus one here. Oh, dear. So... Oh, my God. That's oh. a seven. Uh, the target takes 1d10 damage and... Uh, but is out of control the gm will choose an additional target nearby okay please roll your please roll 1d10 roland and i will explain what happens no okay um this for the first time i'm actually hoping it's less than four damage that's fair that's totally fair okay (gasps) i unleash a shattering note yeah, so Roland, that lightning starts to just get out of control. But before it can, the tree roots beneath the earth start just just envelop everyone. And there is a like 
scream like of command and everyone is silenced for a second as Viridian comes into the clearing and just goes, enough!